Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hi, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you for clicking on another link. I'm not thinking of coming back to listen to more of this crap. Uh, I'm really appreciative. Uh, this uh, podcast today is sponsored by nobody because nobody really cares about this podcast except for you and me. So uh, that's why I appreciate you. Today's episode really interesting topic at least personally for me and I had a blast talking to this guy it's uh Mikhail Bolwinkel uh, I hope I said that right it's uh, I don't want to overdo the Mikhail <coughs> I don't want to do the deep throat Mikhail but Mikhail Bolwinkel he has a, a sort of an academic background I want to say he has a bachelor's in Russian history which is super interesting and uh, I've I've been uh, on a kick where I've become really interested about Russian history and Russian literature and kind of that space just starting to dip my toes into that so I struck up a conversation with Mikhail uh, at one of the uh, open mics here in town and he's he's a newer newer comic he's trying to get into the game so uh, I'm glad I had the chance to talk to him talk about Russian history kind of specifically going from the point in which the Tsarist Empire fell with the with the Bolsheviks Is it, did I say that right Bolsheviks it's a weird word to say so yeah the Tsarist Empire fell with the Bolsheviks taking over and then you had the few years of Lenin and then a lot of years of Stalin all the way up till the uh, the splintering of USSR and and kind of a little bit of an epilogue from there too but this was not just a dry run of events but i think we discussed a lot of human motivations and and what these people would have been you know thinking and and what a lot of scholars are to have spoken about the mindset of some of these characters that were involved in that time really really interesting stuff really gets my juices flowing in the right way uh, talking about history in the context of the stories and the characters and the motivations of the people and the time. So I think that's exactly what we do here with Russian history. So here is from Russia with a lot of hate and revolution. Uh, abroad talks to Mikhail Bolwinkel. And we're recording. This is take two. First take two in the history of the podcast. But Mikhail, I'm really happy you're here. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> doing well, sir. Thank you. Japanese technology just be- betrayed uh, me for a second there. Yeah. And gravity. Yeah, and gravity. Yeah. So it's a, it's a British and the Japanese yeah. kind of colluding. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, just like, the, the, just like how Iran and Russia is colluding it's, right now. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's like we're in the 1980s again. Yeah, dude, that's what I was saying. Like... Um, <laughs> It's I. It's like Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volokov are <laughs> like teaming up to interfere with the with the American elections. Really, dude, that's yeah. like it's that thing is straight out of the the writers' room. Yeah. In the eighties, WWF, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's it's weird. I was listening to the debate too. Um, I don't know how how politically uh, charged or or uh, uh, I want to say enthusiastic you are about the, about what is going on enough but i did not watch the debate yeah so yeah you so you're just the right amount then yeah i don't like <laughs> it's like i already know i don't need to listen to that. and like bill burr had this great line um and he's he's like one of my uh, most favorite yeah same. comedians most favorite is a oh, little yeah. redundant but yeah yeah he's my favorite comedian so he had this line about who's like still watching the fourth debate right and is undecided <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like, that's a good point. Yeah. But oh. that's a fair point also. Uh, like, this is real back and forth case. Yeah, yeah. 
so let 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 me get some more notes compare notes with my book club and then maybe come up with you know my my answer and yeah without uh, you know without talking one like one way or the other who's better who's not everybody knows it's a shit show yeah. th- these are not the two best people among the 350 million that that people that have been chosen to yeah. to run the country and the free world in some in some yeah. means and and anyone that's really going to be watching the debate already has confirmation bias on who they're going to vote oh yeah people no one goes in there like you said going like well i'm undecided especially in kind of today's <laughs> world it's like this is too too chaotic of a world yeah. to be able to just go like well i don't know you know yeah bringing it back to wwe it's like yeah. a wwe yeah. match you know yeah. you're just watching it yeah. for the entertainment yeah and there has to be a villain and there has to be a hero and have the people on the stage have been WWE <laughs> wrestlers in some way aka <laughs> Donald Trump that was hilarious yeah have you seen that have you seen that video of him jumping Vince McMahon no dude like and that has been going around too you should look it up and like people should look it up i'm sure a lot of people have seen it he just like jumps on him like a sack of potatoes <laughs> and starts flailing it's the most hilarious thing oh, that's funny yeah and like i i don't know man i i heard uh, about I want to say 30 45 minutes of the of the debates on the radio just driving. Yeah. And man I mean like in that section at least like Biden like got flustered a lot. Yeah. Yeah and he well, that was a thing like that's how Trump wins. He gets under your skin. Yeah, and it's a very thin skin like yeah. metaphorically and physically oh, that yeah. Biden is yeah. carrying. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a tissue paper old man skin. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> He's insane. Like he, he's calling the proud boys the poor boys. Like he said, "Oh, you, you, you ask the poor boys to stand down." I'm like, "Poor boys? Yeah, that's like, a sandwich, bro. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> what about the ham and cheese? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? One of my favorites, by the yeah. way. It's just like that's like a your mom. Like, oh yeah, well your mom. <laughs> yeah. So he couldn't say proud boys, but again, like he's all in his head. He's looking at his watch, and it was really a bad, bad situation. But I don't know. I again, like. like i'm saying i don't think that will uh, have any impact on you know how no. how the polling goes at the end any significant no. impact yeah so man like you know we you know just to give a little background i guess so we met um, you know just a couple of days ago and yeah. I'm, i'm really thankful you you made the trip out to to do this on short notice yeah for sure you know and and uh, and the background being you have an academic academic uh, background in russian history and i have been thinking about how to having somebody on who can speak to russian history because yeah. it is very fascinating uh that that whole like landmass from it be from i don't know i i don't even know what it was like before tsarist russia the yeah. tsarist russia and then communist russia ussr yeah. and the current state so it it is a very fascinating country of how they were like a superpower at a certain point in time and now they are not yeah. relevant yeah so i did want to talk uh, well, to you about that so i so what's it, so how do you how do you end up studying history so what what happened like was it just a a thing you just did or was there a concerted effort and interest yeah so so i went to school at uh, BYU i grew up um mormon but during my junior year i had my great awakening and just kind of stuck it out the rest of the time there But um originally I went to BYU to be an accountant. Uh they have like the number one accountancy school. Really? Yeah. And well the problem is is that <laughs> um I suck at math. But you know back then I just thought if I prayed real hard God would like magically have math like skills in my brain. <laughs> and so um so I tried like uh, counting 100 twice and the second time around professor was like dude you need to give up. 
Dude, accounting sucks. It's the worst. I've taken basic accounting yeah. classes and that to not not too far back. And that thing is the most uh, counterintuitive yeah. like, thing you can learn. It's just all convention, just human-made convention. So yeah. you can't really, uh, you know, general brain pathways can't really fathom that. You have to like train your no, brain real hard to do yeah. this. Or you have to be a robot already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why accountants are always just kind of these boring dudes because there's like your brain's already a robot, man. Like that's why you're a calculator. Ah, so so you you were like trying to get become an accountant. Um, yeah. Because I wanted either way, I wanted to go to a law school, so I want to be an accountancy lawyer, and then um, that's specific. Yeah, and and so obviously I saw quit, and so I kind of like you know uh, read gears, talked to like the uh, the what are the counselor, and they're like, well, what are you good at? And I was like, well, I was always good at history in high school, and they're like, well, that's a great degree for law school, and I was like, all right, sweet. And so really? yeah, it uh, is though. Like was is was yeah? Is it accurate? Like history is a great degree for law school. It is, and so the pro- the the problem is that whenever people hear that I have a degree in history, they always go, Oh, well, you know, you know, every single year that everything happened, which is bullshit. Like, I don't know a lot of dates. Yeah. Who cares about the dates? No. Like, that's the problem yeah. too. Like even when I was studying history in school, high school, like I yeah. hated it because everything was about dates yeah. and like events. It was not about the stories and the yeah. characters. The why. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. So, so like low key, a history degree is a writing degree. Mm. And so you learn how to write historiographical writing. And so, which means basically you're able to take events, take data from those events, analyze it and be able to theorize a, you know, make yeah. a hypothesis on right. why this happened. And that's why history historians can keep going on that because we find new information. We have new ideas, just like, you know, with comedy, you can never run out of comedy or music because there's always a new way to look at something. Yeah. And there's always going to be history. Exactly. I, that's such a, like, <laughs> I say that out loud. I, yeah. I, I feel a little warm, like saying, yeah, that is correct. There's always going to be history. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> right. Like, <hopefully. laughs> Until there's not. Um, but, but uh, I mean, there's maybe there won't be anybody to recount it, but yes. there will be history. Yeah, time will move on, <laughs> yeah. no matter we're here or not. Yeah, exactly. It does not care about so, us. Yeah, sorry. So go on. So you get yeah. to have this uh, session, the counselor. Yeah. For some reason, who you gave air quotes. I don't know yeah. what the counselor did wrong. They gave you good advice. Yeah, yeah they finally did. And so, yeah, I just went in, into history. And, um, and so I got my, uh, after I graduated and getting ready to do, you know, law school and stuff. And when I got closer and closer and closer to law school and like doing the LSAT and everything, I was just like, that's not for me. Like every attorney I talked to hated it. Every attorney I interned for hated it. Uh, family members or attorneys were like, we hate it. And so I was like, all right, I'm not yeah. doing that. I mean, I guess, yeah, no, law is not the, when people think of law and they think of uh, who's the Johnny Cochran, like they think yeah. of Johnny Cochran. <laughs> And uh, if if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Like yeah. all the that drama probably happens yeah. one one in a million times. Oh yeah, like yeah, nothing even close to that. Because I was gonna do merger acquisition law, basically, which is just contracts. Yeah, that's I mean, all you're looking at. I I kind of work in in in, a, in the M and A, but not as a lawyer, but yeah. like an adjacent thing. Yeah, M and A's are fascinating from an analytic, like from an analyst point of view. Yeah. To, to like wax uh, philosophical and say, okay, what is going to be a good match? And yeah. like, you know, how do you come up with yeah. that decision? Yeah. I think that part is interesting. Yes. But when you get to brass tacks and like yeah. you're writing up those yeah. contracts of, you know, what the, how much money is exchanged and, yeah. you know, what do the shareholders get? Yeah. What do the debt holders get? And all of that. Oh my God, that's yeah. got to be boring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, but yeah, so then I uh, just stayed. So when I got home, from texas that's where i did my whole tricking people into mormonism thing 
What do you mean by that? <laughs> so you know, like the the missionary dudes that come knock on your door. Oh, those okay. guys. I okay, I did okay, that. Okay. So okay. my apologies, Houston area. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. So then I I started selling cars. So I can't quite tell yet if I it's worse to sell cars to people in open bankruptcies or to sell Jesus to people in yeah. I Houston. think the the second the the one with the selling Jesus is way more benign. Yeah, except for like you know if you're Mormon, you have to pay all that money and stuff. There's a lot okay. more too. So it, it's, it's it's just both are evil. So yeah, I it's don't like, know it's what like to which say. which one. Which one? I'm causing a debt either way. But anyway, yeah. so and so like just to kind of like get a little structure here is yeah um, yeah sorry. So you uh so you graduate and, and yes. you, so you study I guess Russian history yep. American history. You're happy with what you study now. You're trying to find a career of what you mm. want to do law mm. school's not for you mm-hmm. and and you're doing i want to say i guess these odd jobs yeah pretty much right uh so so that's interesting man like so do you think your hair your degree in history like you know going on uh so what what if has it helped you now so you know about a decade decade in like are you using it somewhere or do you think it's just something that you like to do and you have it mm-hmm. yeah the the degree itself like Everyone always know and talks crap about liberal arts or humanities degrees yeah. like that, but it's like it's the disciplines that you learned. I learned how to write. I learned how to think um, analytically. You know, a lot of um, assets that not a lot of like you know in the job market, I guess you could use that not people a lot of have. But even like, especially like with comedy, it's helped me out the most in learning how to write succinctly and then to the point and then being able to build off of that from there with an idea so it's it's really i I was really happy with it awesome awesome man yeah that that's that's great man i i and uh, i agree with you a lot of people knock on the liberal arts and i i come from a stem background yeah surprise surprise but i'm (laughs) you know i i didn't do liberal arts or whatever but that is fascinating stuff man that is a, a lot of that stuff is is how the world functions at least some parts of the world uh, yeah. it's a very integral part of the world but sometimes it gets diluted yeah and with just the obnoxious uh, tuition and how expensive college has gotten and that's like a whole other can of worms of why that is and why that should be shouldn't yeah. be that's a whole other thing but with with that you know it's it's, it's a pity to see people in hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah in debt and then they've studied something that is not really marketable that is why i guess that's the running joke or mm-hmm. that's the running narrative of why liberal arts and people throw out oh, lesbian dance theory is that yeah. what you got your <laughs> degree in okay. you know and they're kind of that's a knock on gender studies which yeah. i guess has its place also um but whatever you get like that exchange of getting a degree and and the, and those four years and the money you're paying for it is yeah. not always a fair exchange. No. This it, is why people say that. Yeah, exactly. And it also just depends how pragmatic you are with that information you used. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of lesbians out there that you could teach how to dance. You just got to learn <laughs> how to market it. Wow. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is <laughs> true. That is actually true. Oh, my God. Um, so cool, man. So how I got on this Russian kick, you know? Mm-hmm. Never really had thought about Russia, really. Just you know, peripherally, it's going on in the news, colluding with Russia, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that had that went on for two years, and just thought about Russia and, and those terms. But like, I stumbled across a movie on Netflix, and I was telling you about this Death of Stalin. Yeah, that's right? a great movie. That's a hilarious. It movie. is hilarious and historically super accurate. So, so the the hilarious part of that movie is there's so many good actors, and I don't know the names of some of those people, but obviously there's yeah. Steve Buscemi yeah he's one of the guys and then the guy from uh, arrested development what is the guy's name he's, 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 he's yes. a pretty famous actor the dad yeah 
Yeah, yeah, the dad, Bluth, uh, uh, George Bluth. Yeah, uh, son of a gun. I don't remember. Yeah, and I guess it's not relevant, but like all these really popular actors are there and they're playing uh, these, um, uh, the, the the people who were the inner circle of yeah. Joseph Stalin. Yeah. And Stalin dies and they're, they're like what transpired in the next few days in yeah. next week is what they show pretty much and it's hilarious and i implore everybody to check that out and i looked at that and it seemed so interesting and then i started looking into it more i'm like yeah. oh my god russia is this like it's different from anything else you've, you've seen yeah and uh, then i stumbled into like one book i've only re- re- rather heard the audiobook one book uh from uh, fyodor dostoevsky yep uh, crime and punishment mm-hmm. and he paints a picture of saint petersburg and all of that so just i'm kind of trying to set up of how i got intrigued about russia mm-hmm. so i want to kind of talk about so what so what was the native population just to go back right to mm-hmm. start like do a little linear i we don't want to go too quentin tarantino mm-hmm. on this yes. in terms of the timeline so who inhabited like the russian landmass first like what happened uh from early like whatever post so, out of africa migration yeah so admittedly so my historical like f- i guess um expertise yes thank you or like my focus that was the <laughs> word i wanted focus was about like end of the czarist regime and then up until like obviously 1989 or 1992 when it officially all fell and stuff so mm. that's like my area beforehand then though i mean it's just like you have nomadic tribes just like kind of like Mo- mongolia is now because yeah. that used to be a part of the soviet union yeah. so it was super like that i mean how like those places are in the world now minus like obviously you go south you have the southeast asia and then you have india obviously yeah. and those are totally different yeah. but, but all that place is just a lot of nomadic people because the the czarists were if i remember right again i just have a bachelor's degree so don't call me doctor no dude you're the expert here <laughs> you say like whatever you say that's yeah. gospel right uh, now okay that's well, the book of uh, joseph i'll just go <laughs> update the wikipedia next <laughs> but um but basically they, like the the romanovs were just a combination of like putting all these tribes together and they made a kingdom out of it and that's how czarist russia comes together oh wow so so basically like everywhere else in yeah. the world there were these indigenous tribes right. and and they're probably some of them warring and, yep. and nomadic moving yeah. about and then yeah. they started settling yeah. in but like pretty hard people i yeah. would say right oh, like yeah. just living in the snow yeah like it'd be uh, i i i always think of the the people from uh, north of the wall oh, from yeah. game of thrones yeah when i think of those people and think of like people native like indigenous tribes uh-huh. even in canada and up north <laughs> yeah. i i really think of like these guys don't fuck around like he- they they live they've lived under you yeah. know negative 40 uh fahrenheit yeah temperatures. There, and there's a reason like that makes hard people to live in that kind of weather i mean it's not like there's a reason people go to san diego or florida to retire right because it's yeah. easy like soft but, life yeah, yeah it's, it's a hard people and that's why some of our best authors and novelists are dosievsky you have um tolstoy, yeah. tolstoy you have uh um Alexander Solvanichin, like all these incredible books and poems and stuff made by these people who had nothing to do but survive and think about yeah their life yeah man yeah, truly like and and a lot of thinkers yeah so yeah. they they come from Russia and and Dostoevsky like the book uh, I didn't even know like I was like probably a quarter of the way of the way through the book uh-huh. and I looked it up it was written in like the 1860s yeah and and how he speaks the language obviously it's translated yeah. from Russian but everything that and the translation was from 1912 to mm-hmm. 
everything he says every everything he speaks the context of everything the 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 moral dilemmas the philosophical philosophical like discussions seems so relevant doesn't mm-hmm. seem dated at all no. and that's what like really like um, you know makes me have even more respect yeah. for the guy and 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 the intellectual prowess that he yeah. had is this shit he was speaking about 160 years yeah. ago and it's still relevant so you're yeah. like really ahead of the curve oh, yeah. so it's so in in that sense like that's you're right like these people were like fucking brilliant for, for a multitude of reasons yeah. one of them being their harsh environment yeah so uh so that's how the zar like so going back to our timeline right yeah. so that's how the zarist uh, russia came came to be so yeah. a zar again to kind of break it down it's kind of caesar zar Basically. kaiser all of those are like kind of the same yeah, root king. word you're the king. ruler you're the, you're the number one guy interesting it's so, a monarchy yeah right so so uh, so who so is there like the is there a kingdom like any big kingdom or empire there's a first uh-huh. founder of the empire like there was the mogal empire in india uh-huh. and their first ruler was babur zahiruddin yeah. babur and like uh, and you hear then that's the origin sorry of, yeah no no don't worry about it. this is a pretty janky uh, setup so i i don't blame you uh, <laughs> like i said like the japanese almost failed us on the recording but did not like i dropped the recorder and it was fine i had to just restart it the old school style everything else is uh, is coming straight to us uh, courtesy ji uh, chin ping you know <laughs> just uh, just chinese kids um they're probably really young ones that made this because yeah. they really suck but anyway don't worry about that but okay. uh, so anyway. was there a founder of of the, the kingdom was there a, was there even one kingdom you said romanovs those are one of the early ones yeah so the romanov was the last like empire family of like because everyone like just like in england right you have all these different families who take over right so that was like the last family who took over i mean because the the russian empire it has itself is like is forever old I mean that part of the world's ancient, and so I just I don't know who started it. Started to yeah. be honest with you, but like I know like I know that like the Romanovs were the last family to rule right. the empire, and they ruled for about three hundred years. Interesting. So, so what was the and and we'll get into. So you said you your expertise starts at the fall of the Tsarist mm-hmm. yeah. regime, so, right? So basically, like Alexander the Great, and then on most more or less. Okay. So 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 like eighteen fifties and on. Okay, so this is a different Alexander the Great, like from from the uh, the Greek Alexander the Great. Yeah, different. Uh, is Alexander? Sandro. Yeah. So this is. Um, He's a four great 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 yeah. grandfather of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and so like, cause he was he was like a real hard ass of a of a ruler, mm. and and so that's like kind of what I, in the end was the fall of. The Romanovs, because he was his son Peter. I know it's Peter the Great, Alexander the Ruthless. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> no, no, we we'll leave it in there to, to show your inadequacy. No, it's I'm okay. Kidding, I am I'm humble. Kidding. I am humble. <laughs> um, but like, but he was a hard ass on him and made Peter such a a head case and in a weak person by just you know verbally and mentally abusing him. Mm. That his Peter's inability to lead the country and then also a combination of industrial revolution. To where, you know, serfs are the serfs, basically, because how the empires work is just like any aristocracy. They had governors of certain lands, and they own these things, and they have their serfs, who are just like, you know, basically their slaves, more or less, if you're going to put it into words. Mm-hmm. And so, 
And then so when the, this industrial revolution comes, technology comes, people are able to have more food and everything available to them. They start revolting, especially because you know the the economy, usual factors why there's a, a coup start, right. and that's how and like that was like the crack in the dam. Interesting. So yeah, before we kind of like you know actually jump into what happened for uh, with with the with the uh, coup and the fall of the empire. Yeah. yeah. So if you could paint a picture and which you started to do a little bit of like, yeah. so how did Tsarist Russia look like? Yeah, so you have the empires, you have mm-hmm. the royalty, and then you have the aristocrats or mm-hmm. bureaucrats, whatever yeah. you want to call them, like middle management, yeah. essentially. It's very similar to most yeah. empires, very similar to the, how things functioned in yeah. India yeah. Uh, around that time and it's maybe a, a little earlier. It's a it's a tongue-in-cheek caste system. Like a little bit of feudal yeah. system. Yeah. That's what it is, essentially. You have yeah. your landlords and then yeah. you have your serf. Yeah, and whatever you're born into is where you're stuck. Yeah, and uh, so it's... So what was the economy like? What pre pre industrial revolution? Mm-hmm. Like Russia has oil now, uh, so that's a big, big thing that mm-hmm. they, uh, their economy runs on. But yeah. before that, like what what are the resources that they were dealing with? A lot of just farming, animals, you know, usual yeah. things like eighteen hundreds, you know, pre industrial, um, yeah, exactly. That a lot of, I mean, a lot of wheat was grown then, mm. um, like it's, especially in the Ukraine. Um, but it just depends. It, so, yeah, it, nothing it, major. No, and yeah, it wasn't like, oh, Russia is the place where this goes because right. it's it, not like China had silk, India had spices. Like, yeah. they, they didn't have like like a punch. Yeah. I guess until oil came about. Yeah. Before that, it was just yeah. things were happening. And, yeah, and um, they're just trying to basically survive because, it, you know, like you said earlier, Russia is such a huge freaking country. It's literally the span of the continent yeah. that trying, you have totally different societies everywhere in right. the area and so like in the ussr you had uh jordan which was previously or called georgia mm-hmm. in in there and that's a you know almost a middle eastern country in spec so and that's totally different than you'd have something in moscow you know what i mean yeah so you just gotta take all these things into consideration yeah, yeah for sure and so the even the Tsarist russia was that wide in the sense of like they, yeah. they had essentially had what would what Turned out to be USSR. Yeah, pretty much what Russia is today, minus Ukraine and like Mongolia and all those places. Yeah, that was Russia. Oh, okay. It's huge. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Like like um, so obviously like any any typical system, there's there's a cycle of oppression and yeah, and uh, you have this hard ass Alex Sander, yeah, you know, great grandfather of Bernie Sanders, as we've uh, established on this this year podcast yeah so he was a hard ass and this goes there's so many recurring stories here and i can like draw so many parallels in my head right now of this hard ass father having having like this free-spirited soft kid yeah <laughs> you know for, yeah. for i guess for maybe reasons of chance and gen- genetics but also yeah. reasons of like upbringing and a reaction to the father being such a hard ass yeah and it was, it was so you have all those things and then so you had so alexander because he actually died of kidney disease at like 49. And so it was actually, P- Nicholas is the guy, is his son who is that. So forgive me on that. So it's not Peter, it's Nicholas. Yes, that's why I wrote notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, but Nicholas, yeah, but so Nicholas was really, really young when he took over. So he hadn't gone through the full, you know, like kingship prep work to get yeah. there. And so that was like, these all these factors are just like the perfect storm to, to, to weather mm. the uprising. So and could, uh, the fucker, the, so the hard ass dies of kidney disease because yeah. there are no uh, 
nephrologists back yeah, there. Like no. It's just nothing. Yeah, you're, you're not going to go to your urologist for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so he's dead. And in terms of, um, in terms of science, I guess, like, so was there, uh, like actual advancement, how, how, like, how did the Russians fare? Because you don't really hear, yeah. and that's another interesting thing. You never hear about like science and technology that came out of Russia. Maybe no. like with the nuclear uh, uh, age, if yeah. you want to call it, that's when they post became World more relevant. Two, yeah, yeah post-World War, uh, post World War One and Two. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was like, no, uh, not they, really. Yeah, they're way behind. I mean, the whole goal of like, like Nicholas or any of these people, they wanted to become like the West. They wanted to be seen as the same as like Britain and and you know france and france and they wanted to be seen as great empire kingdoms just like the other ones in the west right but they're so i mean they're just 100 years behind as far as culture and all that stuff and technology comes that's why when they actually finally got the industrial revolution it it slingshotted that so far for forward because they're so far behind yeah that makes sense that that makes a lot of sense and and this one more like kind of aside on you know the 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 environment of of czarist russia is again in crime and punishment Uh he keeps referring to dostoevsky keeps referring to these characters who are german immigrants or expats almost yeah they're not really immigrants they're in position they're like they're they're landlords and yeah and run businesses and 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 everything Uh, so so there's russian sorry german expats so is there like any significance to that that there was a german population that lived in in big cities and they they moved over to russia because what i don't know what the fuck was going on in germany back then either well the thing is you have to remember is germany and russia idealistically are super similar Especially during that time, because you think you also have Carl Jung and you have um, um, Alexander Nietzsche, or no, Friedrich Nietzsche, which are two also great philosophical yeah. writers coming that time, same time as like Dostoevsky and stuff. Right. And so that's why there was a big intellect. And St. Petersburg was kind of like an intellectual place, mm. or, or which is funny because St. Petersburg um, is for Peter the Great, but then they changed it later on to um, Petrograd because during world war one his wife was german so was, that's why they changed the name mm. but that's okay so, so there's there's always so there was yeah. a connection between the two uh, states so y- to say yeah it's, it's, yeah because germany and the northern germans and then and then the because um st petersburg's like in super far northwest um russia and so they're not too terribly far but yeah i see yeah, yeah that makes sense that makes sense and yeah. you're saying like petersburg st petersburg was like this uh I want to say uh, heaven for artistic people, almost like New York in a way, out, like, without the the Wall Street and all of that. Yeah. New York has like an art mm-hmm. thing. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's a good comparison. Yeah, or, or kind of like a, a a ghetto Vienna. Vienna. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, man. Like just uh, and and the book had these characters and and the audio book was very well narrated uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. I could just sit and just listen to mm-hmm. it. And and that's that's why I was like so so pulled towards it. They do a German accent and all of that. I wish I had a narrator voice. <laughs> no, no, you you. I think you're pretty close. You you can yeah. get into the game, get into the voice acting oh, game yeah. right now. So. Hello. Hey, maybe not. No, that. no, too far, too far. Okay, okay. Right, find the middle. 
yeah so saint <laughs> petersburg was this interesting place i guess so okay so now going back to uh-huh. the story of the father and son father's dead son's yes. a softy yes. you know son's a nancy so to say yeah. and he's he's having trouble uh, and ill prepared ill prepared young li- kid he lied in his resume kind of thing How odd, like nobody looked at it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're like, oh, you're next. Yeah, you're next. Nepotism, like that's the purest form of <laughs> nepotism. That, and, and that's why we can't have that. Yeah, we, we can't have uh, Donald Trump Jr. be the no. next uh, president. No. no. Mm, I mean, we, we had the daddy Bush and baby Bush. Uh, I guess that turned out okay or not okay, depending on who you ask. No, I always prefer a baby Bush. Yeah, you didn't? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> how so like i mean are you talking about the same like the president like hw versus uh no that was a euphemism okay yeah sorry jesus christ i don't i think that should be edited <laughs> on it's your podcast yeah man. no 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 i'm just kidding so i guess okay so the nepotism thing yeah, whatever that's yeah. how that's how empires work that's monarchy yeah. yeah yeah that's monarchy that's the you know bloodline dictates everything yes so what are the events that kind of transpire uh when uh you know basically uh to lead to the the 19 19- oh lenin uh, basically lenin takes over that's that's the inflection point or there was something else that happened before that before the bolsheviks took over yeah there's a lot of details that like crucial details happen so like so 1896 may is when nicholas um is coronated right and i'm just reading something else quick it was hold on Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you look into that and what I did want to kind of yeah. speak to, I guess, is is a revolution kind of comes about in in like places yeah. when, when whenever there's instability, uh-huh. right? There is oh. like a window, like there's mm-hmm. there can't be change without mm-hmm. instability. If everything is like super stable, yeah. that's really hard for change because change, like change like anything else, like there's you need a gradient, right? Yeah. Uh for for change to enact itself and yeah. and what you're describing there with nicholas or maybe you got yeah. some other information there yeah. uh, that's where that's where like somebody jumps in and 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 things change like that's what happened with the arab spring and any other yeah. revolution you look at and that's why i say like everybody talks about a revolution happening yeah. in america it's not happening because i don't think things are unstable in the truest sense like that there's a little bit of that but i don't see that where there's going to be a complete burning down no, of the system. No, things are uncomfortable, not yeah. unstable. Right. There's a difference. For sure. I can walk around with a rock in my shoe and be uncomfortable, but I'm not I can still walk. Yeah, 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 exactly. If your foot is like in a gangrenous, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's unstable. Yeah, or, or, you, or like or, your, yeah, like your ankle. Yeah, like thing. like my ankle that that I have a an ice pack strapped onto yeah. like a suicide vest <laughs> for my foot. But yeah. <laughs> But so yeah, so you any so, yeah, new information? So, so, so that yeah, sorry, thank you. Um, but so that yeah, exactly. So that instability was started on that coronation. So because they threw it up real quick, right? They weren't expecting um, Alexander to die, and so they threw up this, and everyone, you know, just like any time there's a new king or anyone, the people come to see the king, you know, just like a Lion King, right? And all the, all yeah. the animals, right? And so they had this fence put in, you know, boundary fence, and it actually collapsed and killed a bunch of people. and the fence collapsed the, yeah, the fence collapsed Holy and crushed fuck. a bunch of people because they're you know they're clambering on the fence to see their new king or their new czar yeah and um and and so it kills a bunch of people so instead of and this is where this is where the things turn for nicholas because immediately instead of like trying to like come out to the people and say oh you know i'm so sad for this he just went to the french embassy and <laughs> didn't care 
And so all the serfs. <laughs> yeah, send could, me the hookers. Like, fuck the Exactly. I'm, I'm king now. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so, like, all the serfs, the people who died, right? And so that's when um, they kind of turn on him because they're like, all right, he's, he doesn't care about us. And so, with, so that's when everything comes in. So enter Lenin, who is actually, um, he actually, so during this time, so in 1897, uh, Lenin so, uh, was captured and uh, exodited to, or, Serbia, a- Serbia, exactly. For that That's years. their move, right? That's something yeah. hilarious. Dude, that? yeah, they, they have their own. They don't even need a prison. They just like just go over there. <laughs> yeah, and exactly, that's what like George R. R. Martin like. Yeah, took that idea from yeah. there. That's well, what he did. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's what the like the Gulag Archipelago by um, Solvanichin is same thing. Like he spent, uh, I think it was like seven years in a Siberian camp and wrote that book in his head. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, Siberia is a crazy insane. place. <laughs> like we we probably could like make Alaska or Siberia if we wanted to. Oh, dude, like, but I don't know, man. I think then the people wouldn't get to see the star formations and the auroras and the and the fucking constellations. <laughs> That's the uh, those are the fruits of the modern economy and the modern world where yeah. you don't need gulags, you don't need yeah. prison camps in uh, the north in the yeah. in the snowy north. Yeah. You can put people in a private prison here for holding an ounce of weed. That is a different it's problem. True. But <laughs> but yeah, well, that'd be interesting if they just made Alaska um, a prison. Sounds like a George Carlin joke, you know. George Car- Carlin be, had yeah. all these jokes about yeah. how you should put like well, did all he the say that about Baja Utah. in California? No, he had a whole like joke about take like four of the rectangular states. Yeah. And put like all the rapists in one, and put all the child <laughs> right. molesters in one, you know, and put all the murderers in one, put all the psychopaths in another, and then every month for a minute, open up the doors to each other, and live stream it, and Budweiser will be the uh, <laughs> will sponsor it in a second. So that seems like a very Josh Carlin thing. Yeah. Right, so so he's he's a kid. He probably didn't even know what to say. He he should yeah. have a PR team tell him. Yeah, to I mean he's like in his. Game. I think he's in his twenties or late twenties, early thirties. But yeah, but I mean he's still like not ready. Like because they're expecting. He's green, his, yeah. yeah, he's expecting his dad to live another twenty years, right? Yeah, and um, so so during this time also, so give it what uh, ten years, you have the Russo-Japanese War, and so this is this is where things really do bad because they basically get their butts kicked. By the, the, the Russians, yeah, 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 and uh, and what happened to Lenin? So why was Lenin in uh, in Serbia, like for for just petty crime, like nonsense, or was he like already was, kind of formulating a, a revolution? Yeah, it was for access to sedition, and oh. so that's he got caught for the access to sedition and sent to Siberia for the three years, yeah. and then after Siberia, he actually went to um, Austria or Germany, Austria, close, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, and that's where like he started doing the whole marxist and all nah, those yeah. ideas that's where he like got uh, exposed to the ideas yeah, i guess yeah that's where well I, I think he was already exposed to them but that's where like things like really ramped Solidified, up yeah. exactly because then he comes back and joins the bolsheviks but interesting so okay so now uh, the J- russo japanese war the japanese fucking like shooting them with nikons i don't know what they were doing yeah. back then like te- probably technologically like way superior yeah. than the well, russians yeah because yeah, in the japanese were barely just getting out of the samurai age mm too and so that's a whole thing interesting but um and and so but like like you said earlier like there's an opportunity where there's instability this is like the instability and this is when lenin comes back and sees like the russian monarchy no one trusts uh, nicholas anymore because he's a weak leader yeah um the economy is totally in, in the shitter because uh of the war i mean yeah. and so they're like all right this is when we come and take over 
And so that's when he comes back and he joins the, the Bolshevik party, mm. hence Bolshevik revolution. Um, it was him and Stalin, or like the two leaders. Yeah, so the Bolsheviks, is that like a family? Like what, what does that mean it's, when they say Bolshevik party? It's just kind of like the Nazi party. It's a, a socialist party, a socialist right. workers party. And it's just see. like what the, whatever. What, what are the word means in yeah, Russian? Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't speak Russian. That makes, so. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they, they join this party and they start the revolution like how does one go about starting a revolution is there a wiki how yeah you know dot com you go to how to start a revolution yeah there probably is one now but um and so when that treaty happens between russia and japan the the economy is totally done Uh, lenin wanted to be able to have some sort of word in that treaty to be able to to get some sort of power and but he wasn't able to have a word in again because he was in Austria in exile. Uh, so he thinks, all right, crap, I lost my chance. So then he goes back to Russia, introduces himself to uh, Stalin or gets introduced at, at and joins the Bolshevik party right. in that. And that's in 1904 or 1905. Um, basically, all I did was, so there's there were two revolutions. The one in 1905 didn't work. It was, um, they trapped uh, the the family, uh, Nicholas and all of them in the, in the white palace and in, in St. Petersburg. Wow. And so this is the first attempt, right? And they tried to do it. didn't work out. I ended up splitting uh, the, this was the start of the end of the monarchy. He didn't have any power anymore. So they had two parties. They had, um, the people's party basically it's not the right word for it, but it was like, those are the ones where the aristocrats are still representing like the monarchy kind of like what, um, uh, like England has with the... Uh, the like, uh, yeah, so the monarchy is more for lip service, exa- more of a yeah. ceremonial. Yeah. What is that called? The... Uh, I don't know. Parliament. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, so kind of like a parliament, but then you had also the Bolsheviks, and, and those two people were like in the ones in, in power, mm. kind of like you had two powers. And so then... Um, and through this time, though, the Romanovs were his... So the, so Alexander, sorry, Nicholas's son, um, Alexei, was diagnosed with like hemophilia, um, mm. which is like that bleeding disease where you can't stop bleeding if you get cut. Oh, and God. so that's when uh, Rasputin comes in. And so this is when things really come bad. Rasputin was like that priest, he, like the Eastern Orthodox Russian priest, yeah. um, and claims to have healed his son. So he becomes a huge part of it and a big like, um, uh, counselor to Nicholas. Right. Wow. And so all everyone else is going like, that's weird. We don't like this like voodoo magic guy coming in. And so that's what, um, started. So kind so of pissed people off it, even it, more. Exactly. Because Rasputin's basically, you know, like in Lord of the Rings with, the uh, what's, uh, that, that worm tongue guy. Yeah. 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 And that is basically is what he's doing with. Yeah. With he's basically a tent preacher. Who's yeah. Like who's, who's been like yeah. kind of, He's he's got like he's basically got his hand inside of Nicholas's yeah, ass as a puppet. And he, yeah, as a puppet and he's playing him and people don't care for that. No. And I would think like Russian people uh, at least like the, the People's Party and even even the Bolsheviks, a yeah. lot of intellectuals yeah. are kind of look down upon yeah. religion almost in a way. Yeah. And they think it's beneath them. And that's a lot of that uh, is true in today's world yeah. too. Like some of the intellectual class of people look down upon religion. Um, and I'm not going to comment on religion one way or the other, but, uh, that's, that's a strong sentiment. So I would yeah. imagine that that would piss people off even more. It's like, he's incompetent. He's yeah. a buffoon. Yeah. And he's like now like hearing from this, like, you know, guy talking in partial tongue. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's the, he's the weird neighbor now that has, uh, practices witchcraft. Right. 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 So, okay. So 
more developments more yeah. more hatred yeah and so nicholas still still a young mm-hmm. relatively young guy yep and so then so you a little bit more time goes forward. You got World War One, and I've, we already know about all that and that how that can, um, it, that just destroyed that part of the world, right? Right. Um, so and so World War One still it's still czarist in the sense yes. that there's still Nicholas at the head. Yeah, he had not he had not a fully abdicated the throne yet. Okay. Um, so he again it was just kind of like a moot point to have a, a, an emperor there or a czar there still. He was just kind of just hanging out. So he hadn't completely abdicated the throne. It's still technically a little a bit of a limbo. Yeah, just kind of like Queen Elizabeth is now. Like okay. you, like you said earlier, they're there for the as a face. Yeah. Um so World War 2 or World War 1, things go to shit. 1922 is when the Bolshevik Revolution happens because the economy uh, that's when the White Palace um revolution happens. I got those two backwards uh, earlier. Um, that's when that hat one happens. That's when Lenin and them force him to abdicate the throne. And then the Bolsheviks take over the party. And you, then you have the formation of the communist party. Are they popular with the, with the masses though? Oh, the, the individuals, the, the Bolsheviks. Yes. Because again, you, they're representing the proletariat instead of the bourgeoisie. Yeah. I, going back to what I said earlier about that, that whole wall thing with the serfs, right? That is a proletariat. They are showing that these people do not care about us. They've never cared about us. Uh, again, and then the whole what's the whole communist thing is each to their um, each to their uh, ability, and then uh, each to for for each to their ability, and then each to their needs. Yeah, and, and so that's what the serfs want because they're starving. They're tired of having governors. They're tired of all these people. So it totally makes sense that these rich guys believe in this vision. I guess exactly that we all can work together and we all can eat. Well, it didn't turn out like that, but yeah. No, no, it did not. And that's a whole other story that I don't have notes but, on. But. Uh, yeah, but it's okay. So that makes sense, right? They are popular with the masses. Like, and yeah. in my head, and maybe this is just my head kind of building up the story mm-hmm. is Nicholas really hated, um, you know, he's, he's he represents everything mm-hmm. that is evil about the history and people are probably yeah. also talking he's about a, the history. Of, he's a weak and sensitive ruler, yeah. Yeah, and like and just a weak and sensitive petty ruler, yeah. like you said. Who, and who believes in voodoo magic. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the cherry on top. And people hate him. And mm-hmm. here come these, these you know, v- valiant knights uh, almost of... Who are uh, representing the people yeah. and who are intellectuals uh, oh, very, in some yeah, regard? Very, and, yeah, Lenin. Lenin was very much more the intellectual out of them. Same with Trotsky. Uh, Stalin was much more the fighter. The the he was the guy you know who's like, all right, I'm gonna be the muscle kind of thing. That is the muscle of the operation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so so they take over. Yeah. Like, so the what what is, so the takeover? Uh, what happens then? I don't want to spoil it. It's interesting. So what are the kind of the events that transpire yes. with the takeover? Yeah. So so what happens is so Lenin's only in charge for a couple of years. He actually has a stroke and dies. Um, and so they did the whole. You know, you can actually still see Lenin's body in Red Square now. What do you mean see though? Like so he he was buried in like a glass casket, him and Stalin. Wow. And so you can go to Russia and Red Square and still see like their corpses from a hundred years ago just Jeez. hanging there and it's all decrepit and gross and What the fuck? Dude? Yeah, but that's like the, but that's how much they revered them. They revered these people. Everyone had a picture of of Lenin in their home because they revered him as their hero. Everyone had a picture of Stalin in their home after he took over because they feared him mm-hmm. like and it's such a difference in in change right and when okay so a point on that of like how people revere so right yeah. now modern day present day example is the yeah. the kim dynasty kim jong-un yes. kim jong-il yes. everybody 
again i've never been to north korea nah but everybody's supposed to have a picture of the supreme leader yeah and that seems more forced oh uh, yeah or or maybe it's more uh, people have been conditioned to do that what's uh, the difference though i guess it's forced overtly or yeah. passively whatever the yeah. case may be so you think it was more of that or like people like actually believed in them and had this passion I, I, during stalin's i think during stalin's reign definitely more of of that same with it like more came, of the fear yeah. yeah exactly because things weren't great during lenin's rule and again he was only a ruler for like four years tops mm. then he and then he stroked out and died right what did he call himself though what was he like how did they like change up the structure of the parliamentary like system or yeah they did they uh i'm sorry i'm like asking these like small no, fucking mechanistic things no, about how no, the russian they're, government worked. They're, they're really good questions <laughs> and there's things i used to know but off the top of my head and i can't it, it wasn't like a president or anything it was just like one of those long yeah just like communist, like, it, like the great <laughs> supreme leader of us all in the world you know yeah like, one of the it was like one of those like premier he's the premier yeah like those fluffer chairman like 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 they they have these weird fucking things man shit yeah but so, okay so they kind of changed up the structure we can oh, see yeah, that's 100 sure. because we went from monarch to yeah but they had the parliament so i thought like that they, you could just well, delete the got, monarchy they got rid of everything everything they wiped the slate clean they got rid of all those all the people who were a part of the bourgeoisie they got yeah. rid of all of those dude and they started clean okay so actually an interesting point on that then so when it was transpiring how bloodless or bloody was it it was super bloody super bloody it was a civil war like just as, like just like ours they had the red yeah. army and then the white army the white wow. army was the the bourgeoisie it lasted up until 1926 if i remember right so you got 1922 to 1926 you got like four or five years of war like bloody bloody war and then finally the bolsheviks won and then that's when because in 1920 1931 or 32 is when uh stalin took over if i remember right wow or close to there so okay so this is post-world war one yeah right these things transpire yes. and the triggers that you kind of yeah. spoke to yeah and then they take over what happens to nicholas did he flee the, the whole died? entire family was killed killed yeah during after the, so when the red army finally won um they pretty much just murdered the whole family Holy they didn't fuck. want any they that's it we don't want any more monarchs we're gonna get rid of all of them yeah and we're gonna become like some we're gonna call ourselves something else and do something worse but we'll get to that in yeah. A second. yeah yeah so like probably lenin probably stabbed him himself stabbed him in the eye and should probably like mutilated and tortured uh, him I, 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 I can imagine again this is just like i don't have a background i've not studied yeah. this but like i can almost like kind of imagine how what kind of a hatred these guys yeah. harbored towards to, the monarchy well, and not only that but the nicholas and his wife had six kids like they had little kids yeah. like i think the youngest was just a toddler and wow. so they, and he was a boy and so he would have been like the last one for heir and they killed all of them oh god yeah dude like you don't get these stories he, and these tv shows like again i go back to game of yeah. thrones because he's picked a lot of that up from these old civilizations yeah. and empires and revolutions where you know you want to find the boy kill the boy yeah. all that shit dude yeah. like that's like it's I, so much more trippy like seeing that in reality yeah i think and i think that's the thing with people who don't realize today is so many people talk about like revolution yeah there's all these protests going on and everything like that but if people want a real revolution it takes some balls and it takes some and it takes some stuff into it and i don't think and i don't think it has to to do that in today's world yeah. because of what we're set up but mm -hmm. like people forget like the thing about history is people look at history in a 2020 mindset right you got to put yourself 
in the 1800s mm-hmm. in the 1900 early 1900s to understand like how these people think and thought back then they yeah, were yeah you're going to put everything in the context of the time exactly and so we're a softened people very much so compared to 100 years ago so yeah, it's just like sure. it's just different it's interesting yeah and a quick comment on i guess the the current situation and i don't think there'll be anyone who who says everything is perfect no there's so many issues to be tackled and i think those should be tackled of course and i think the word revolution is used very fast and loose that's i think i think it's more of a semantic thing with the word revolution uh people want change Mm -hmm. more than revolution they want a gradual yeah maybe in some cases it's rapid change they want they want they like the idea but they don't understand all what goes into revolution i'm not sure how much we understand it even right like in terms of like what happens when they if you were like a a kid studying history yeah. in St Petersburg yeah. in 1921 yeah. or whenever the the actual fall yeah. happened like you what happens to your life like like it it's a completely yeah. um, you know alien situation to kind of even my, map your mind into yeah i couldn't imagine what that that was like no and even like even today like the, the events happening right now we have no idea the ripple effect that's going to be happening. And we're studying things like that from 80 years ago, 90 years ago. Yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So now we have a bloody, bloody coup. No yeah. bloodless coup. No. Pretty bloody coup. And, and Stalin's there and like, I don't know, it's karma or whatever you want yeah. to call it. He did all of this and he was the mastermind who orchestrated all of this. Pretty much. And he basically didn't survive long enough to see the fruits of it. Essentially, right? Lenin, no. Lenin. Uh, did I say Stalin? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I meant Lenin. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Lenin didn't really see his, yeah, his kid grow up in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> his bloody fucking yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, his Mike Tyson of a child. Yeah, so, <laughs> man, so he so he dies. Obviously, again, there's not real good healthcare or whatever. No. Uh, and he dies, and Stalin was like the de facto leader, or were they contenders? There was a little bit of a contention in it. Like, he is the one who pretty much is, is like, all right, well, I'm the boss now. And <laughs> and just like, well, going back to the movie, you know, how like everyone in, in the end of the movie, after he dies, everyone's kind of like doing their whole, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're trying to like one step ahead everyone else to get the, 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 the the job right yeah and that petty everybody's petty oh yeah and that's exactly what happened there um with that except stalin was a little more ruthless about it yeah but yeah so he took takes over and then um that's when like the great purge happens in the 1930s you know the whole like like in seinfeld you name name that whole thing comes from is like people were just naming each other as as uh, outs to the <laughs> outs to the party, like oh, traitors to the party, snitches. And it didn't matter. And that's when the whole like the gulag. There's a book called Into the Whirlwind. It's mm-hmm. an excellent book. It's about a lady who was a was a part of the party. She was a higher up of the party, and her sister. I can't. I can't. Someone snitches on her. Just because they, so it goes through her story of how she got arrested and then they were kept telling her, you're a traitor. And she's like, I'm not a traitor. Who else is a traitor? And eventually they, they break you and you name wow. your names. And then it goes through her whole experience of the gulag. Fascinating book. Ah, this is this like, they're trying to recreate that with the, uh, with the COVID snitches, you know, people calling in mm. on other people. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're calling in, man, dude, like just. It's uh, no, there's no trust really. Like as a society, nobody mm-hmm. trusts each trusts each other. No, and you're building a, uh, so you're building a tattletale society, which is basically 
creating your own like information system, which is what happened during the 1930s. Like you, you create your own civilian spies for you. Yeah, such and like if if all of your energies, you know, and not energy in like like a woo woo like kind of mm. weird sense, but like like actual like physical energy, yeah. attention, time, yeah. resource, yeah. to be more specific, is going towards things like this. Mm-hmm. You're not really thinking about uh, enterprises and driving the economy no. and 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 building things up, creating value in society. Yeah. You're not really thinking about all of that. No, it's all about these petty games. Yeah, and and an ego. And that's why you, if you read through any of the papers, the things, or if if um, have you ever ever read the book 1984? I have not. Uh, I've is, heard a lot about it. That obviously. is by hands down George Orwell is my one of my favorite authors, and and 1984 and. Um, Animal Farmer, excellent commentaries on on Soviet Russia. Um, they are both printed in the 1940s, and so like right during the end of Stalinist Russia. And but pretty much like they go in the book, it talks about how every time they have new productions of corn or silver or anything or chocolate, it's always bigger and better than the last because they're just writing the number down. There's no real thing to it. Wow. But you're convincing the people that things are better and yeah. better, even though it's like, well, we're giving you even more chocolate. It's like, but I only had an ounce of chocolate last week. It was like, well, we're giving you a half ounce this week. It's even more. And yeah. you go, well, I guess, well, last week we only gave you a quarter ounce, but now you get a half ounce. You're like, oh yeah, huh, I remember that. Like, And so that's like what kind of like it goes on in the in communist party is the government just lies to the people straight up and then the world and because they're not producing because they can't produce to keep it up wow yeah that that does make sense and and where this kind of breaks down and and i've heard obviously uh, russia didn't have a good time economy wise mm-hmm during the communist regime as Mm -hmm. it happens in a communist regime i don't think there is like a real way to build a good economy out of that not with humans yeah not with humans yeah with uh, what do you want slaves i guess those (laughs) all robots even with that robot you think yeah something programmed see what you not have uh jealousy and envy and you know whatever how how do you have robots innovate up to robots when you know like there needs to be a precursor to yeah. that right to get to robots yeah you need people thinking freely and yeah. and and innovating and True. making things yeah so that makes sense okay so everything's in the shitter i want to say yeah i think you want to touch upon uh, world war Two a little bit before we move on to like the the post-war part here so during the world war Two, stalin mm-hmm. is at the helm yeah right? big time uh and he's he's in his probably his peak of his uh his, yeah, I guess rule. Oh yeah, this around is, that time. Yeah, the forties were great for Stalin because he he died in the, the mid fifties. Um, right. But yeah, and 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 to Stalin, he won the war by himself. Like yeah. in in his mind, that's how it's saw or saw seen in the Soviet Union is that they are the ones who ended up killing, winning the war because they are the ones who quote unquote defeated uh hitler's armies because they all froze to death and yeah yeah, trying to get to moscow i mean i guess that makes sense too like most like they threw the most people in the pit fire of oh yeah yeah they had the most casually number wise everything like that they also had most people but still like they did that but because of that they feel like we won the war and everyone else just helped and i'm i'm sure i think that is true in in some senses of the word uh and if you look at it in a certain way russia did have a big part and the funny thing is like so the communist country was the one that that was allies with the quote unquote free Western world. Yeah, with the uh, yeah with, with the, the allies with, with the allies. Like yeah. they don't make natural allies though, right? Before that was was there 
were there kind of like good relationship between say Russia and the United States Russia was closed off right they were i mean USSR then right yeah yeah USSR was still kind of closed off i mean there were small trades with like that that but they were there still just like how it was from lenin all the way up until the fall of the wall basically was unless there was a war going on we're not going to really talk to anyone Mm. they're real isolationists interesting and because and the rest of the world we didn't want to deal with them because we're like ew communism hmm. so 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 was america a little bit right there was a uh, period of isolationism between world war one yes. and two yeah well we were isolationist up until world war two right right uh, yeah and, exactly and no one really even still wanted to go into world war two obviously i guess they pearl broke harbor. fast yeah yeah pearl harbor if pearl harbor never happened then it's very it, we would have taken a lot longer to get to the war yeah if if at all if at all Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, so no real relationship. Like, the U.S. was not really bothered by Russia. There's no. probably some immigration, right? People Possibly. from Russia, like, yeah. you know, kind of fleeing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if, you, if, you can, if you can escape, yeah, because post-World War II is totally different because you have Nikita Khrushchev is in charge. You have Berlin. You have the Berlin Wall now. You have, well, Stalin put up the wall, but, you, but still, um, after that, after Stalin was Nikita Khrushchev who took over up until, like, the 60s. Yeah, he's a character in the yeah, death of that's, Stalin, that's too. Steve Buscemi's character. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he is so good. <laughs> but, um... I also loved, I don't know if in that movie, how, did you find it hilarious how even like the highest up guys with Stalin are still living in shitty apartments? Oh yeah, yeah. I love exactly. that. I love that. And I, they're having these petty conversations yes. like uh, Nikita, like uh, yeah. Steve Buscemi is having yeah. this uh, conversation yeah. with his wife. Yeah. He wears his like, uh, you know, dress pants like yeah. over his pajamas yeah. because he's in a hurry and he's running and like, no, 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 no. And and the, the funniest yeah. thing to me is like, they don't like, they, they everybody talks like they would just normally talk like Steve yeah. Buscemi yeah. talks like Steve yeah. Buscemi. They're not doing an accent yeah. or anything. They're like, no, no, no. Whatever his wife's name yeah. is, fucking. Uh, uh, I I need to go. I need to go. Yeah. Like I think the I think Stalin's dead, and like he's just like <laughs> running and doesn't wear his pants yeah. all all the way through, and living in really bad uh, apartments. That yeah, day. yeah, and it's it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then he takes over. But so so obviously Russia by then is uh is a quote-unquote world power because they're part of the five in the un you got china yeah the permanent members of yeah, the security yeah, council china yeah the security council that right right and then um so that's when the, and they become like a world power how'd they get that seed though um because of the war world war Two. yeah because of the war because like hey we we helped out we did a lot we're right. we're gonna be in on that right okay so makes sense and i uh, I want to get into like the wall and Germany a uh-huh. little bit because I'm like intrigued. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can spend a few minutes there. So yeah. like what are the events, post-World War II events that happened that lead up to the wall? Yeah. And, so And how does it kind of go about if we can speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So Berlin is obviously the capital of Germany right. and obviously the Hitler Nazi regime, right? Um, and so Ber- uh, us, Britain and us britain and um russia split berlin the city itself what do you mean split britain like a fucking cheesecake yeah that's what the wall was <laughs> for so the wall anything east of the wall belonged to russia and everything west of the wall was uh british or american and hmm. so that's where you have like i went to berlin in april of 2019 
that was the coolest trip I ever, I've, I've never traveled before. Yeah. And so again, having like this historical background in it, we went to Berlin and Dresden and it was incredible. Um, Dresden is like a village where they, they bombed uh, yes. the shit out of it. Oh, it's, inc- and they still have the buildings there with smoke damage and everything there and the castles and stuff. It's incredible. I and mean, and the theory is that it was not actually of strategic importance. Somebody made no, an error. It, it was a hundred percent not supposed to have happened. And if you know, how it actually happened people they bombed it so bad that people were being sucked into buildings because tornadoes were forming inside buildings of fire and and then the few bunkers they had people melted so when they opened the bunkers they just found bones and sludge it is heartbreaking and all those german people died for no reason yeah man like i mean just with World War Two, obviously, yeah. I think that is the, probably the most prominent war, you know, even uh, more than World yeah, War One, right? It's the war. It's the yeah, it's the war, and a lot of people have a false sense, and maybe they try to mask it in their heads that oh, like the the Nazi Nazis were the bad guys, and and uh, you know we saved the world, and like they paint, paint this black and white picture of the good versus evil, which I like that is so far from the truth, you know. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's not a you know hundred zero like a hundred evil and zero evil. Mm-hmm. It's more of fifty five forty five. Yeah, you know, that's what I, I'll say. History goes to the victors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had the Nazis won, then we would it'd be a totally different thing. Yeah. We I probably know. wouldn't be talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would be around. <laughs> I'd be talking in German. That kind of be cool. But, yeah, uh, it would be cool. It is pretty. But yeah, and that's how it goes. Anything, anything, any. Right. You look at any war, any time, any of that. However. Whoever's in charge is who's writing history. Right. Exactly, and and to speak to that whole thing of the gray, of the you know the the, the moral gray of the war, mm. uh, World War Two. Yeah, Churchill is supposed to be so venerated, right? Everybody yeah. Churchill does. He has these fucking one-liner like yeah. fucking Rodney oh. Dangerfield. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like, if you're going through hell, keep going, and like. <laughs> Okay, dude, that's not that good a line. Like, why yeah. is everybody like uh, going crazy over this guy, right? Yeah. And they make a movie, and who's like um, Gary Oldman plays him. And, oh yeah, and, and, uh, last year. So it's, he is very venerated. Oh yeah. But if you dig deep, and this is a little hard, and I want to give the concession of like him being in the in the time he was to mm. like you know kind of give the concede the thing about the, the context of time. Yeah. You can only judge him by his time, but he was kind of fucking. He was an asshole just by his time standards oh, yeah. too. He was. Yeah, because like in relation to India, right? So obviously India is the British Raj, right? right it's the British right, Empire. Right. Basically the British government, the, the British Raj, so to say, Raj yeah. is the rule. Yeah. Uh, British uh, Indian government is the one who controls resources. And what they did was they shipped out a bunch of produce uh, and har- what they got, the yield uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, from the recent harvest out to uh, Canada and Australia and a few other hotspots where the war was happening. Mm-hmm. And they just sucked, like depleted the resources out of the region. This is more Bengal, like the eastern okay. part of the country. And that's where you had the Great Bengal Famine. And you can pull up pictures of that too. It's it's horrendous. You will see these people like mm-hmm. basically 80 pound, like you know, uh, men, fully grown men, just skeletons. Yeah. Essentially. And they're like... Just like lo- those that came out of the <laughs> concentration camps identical dude. yeah identical somebody should do that like I, I should probably do that pull up a picture yeah, of, do a side of by side. yeah do a side by side you couldn't tell who's who right um and that's 
literally a decision that churchill made like i know there's an entire machinery of decision making in the raj it's not like churchill doing it but churchill it was a strategic decision from churchill probably somebody has the minutes like the notes from the mm. meetings too right now because it was not that far back no. and the, dial- the 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 line he said which really irked me a lot is uh, somebody reported to him that hey that like of a million two million people just died of a famine in india we need to do something about it and what churchill said was hey, well why isn't gandhi dead yet <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you're right it is funny it's a good punchline but motherfucker like like that's awful <laughs> yeah it's it's really bad like if if 2 million people hadn't died it was like a, it would have been a great joke <laughs> You're right. That is funny though. It, I mean it's funny but I mean, it's, it's funny like it's one of those like I'm laughing cuz it's just like that's so horrendous to say. Yeah, and this the at the back of 2 million people for no, for no reason. I mean the reason I guess is I mean, you the, want resources yeah, uh, and places where the war is happening yeah, but hey man, come on. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, no reason probably is a hyperbole but like, Yeah, I mean the, like technically for the people who died, for them it was yeah. probably no reason. Yeah, like, like you just took our food guy. Yeah, and then I guess economically like it's different like it's not like they owned the food but but on a on a supply like on a like yeah. higher level you just sucked the supply yeah. out of the system so everything skyrocketed in terms of the the you know price of all goods and just like people just fucking died dude yeah. and and this is the government essentially artificially like fucking with the supply like it and it's churchill signing off on this so those like lives are in his head mm. there's no other way to look at it uh even again affording that that historical context card to him it's still yeah. fucked up and yeah. and hitler is the most evil 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 guy and i'm not fucking supporting hitler right now mm-hmm. uh some of the jokes uh, i have in my in my act <laughs> where i like refer to the jews very playfully i love my jewish brethren but i like make some very funny i, I don't say very funny but i make some playful remarks where uh, people don't like them but anyway yeah. Hitler is supposed to be the evil guy. Churchill is like this fucking basically anti-Hitler. Yeah. Right? He's he's the opposite. He's, he's a devil and angel. He's a protagonist. Yeah. But he's he's responsible for all these fucking deaths too. Yeah, there's and again, history goes to the victor and and in his mind Churchill is going like, well, it's more important for me and obviously you have to go again back into the mind of a dude who was born in the 1800s my british brethren are more important to me than freaking some indians yeah who he probably doesn't consider humans exactly and so you have to take that and like does that excuse it no but but that, yeah that makes sense it's rash makes yeah. rational sense people have a hard time compartmentalizing that people have a hard time compartmentalizing things in general yeah but so like when you try and talk history of some people at times you have to be like but you have to remember like this is how they thought i'm not excusing it but like this is how you understand the why yeah and you have to be able to see that duality and everything yeah for sure man so okay now again now we go back yes. this is a nice yes. side track yes. i'm yes. glad we kind of talked about this the, the gray area of yeah. war yeah and even like go back to the bolsheviks and and lenin and stalin yeah. and and nicholas mm-hmm. all are, all these guys are just people products of their environment yeah. they probably did a lot of horrendous shit each one of them in their own right some yeah. more than others but they're just human beings back then yeah. and they did things with, with certain motivations that were that they inherited i, mean, I don't yeah. believe in this like there's a, some like uh, paranormal spirit 
that you know they have a good spirit or a bad spirit yeah. it's just a product of of their environment yeah. and their biological makeup yeah. that's like my my like that's where i end up on yeah. all of these things it's just I, interesting I, to see how it plays out yes i agree <laughs> man fuck so okay so we were at so world war 2 so, all right yeah. world war 2 happened yeah germany you know did what germany did we can do probably another yeah. episode just talking about germany yeah, and all yeah. of that but everyone's right beat that horse to death so no man i think there's like some interesting angles to talk about <laughs> that for sure you're not yeah yeah so so now post world war you're saying like the economy is like what what you'd expect a communist economy to be and it's fake right is <laughs> the fake grocery store in yes. north korea that's yeah. what it is and then you have uh, basically uh, the ussr is this huge landmass they're trying a to huge. control like people like out out in uh, what do you want to call it uzbekistan yeah. kazakhstan yeah. and the, all the way on the other side i don't know what's on the other side even like 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 just north of mongolia uh it starts with a y i can't remember it but yeah yugoslavia no that's east but um yeah. is, i don't know yeah but anyway see they, i'm not a geologist or geography <laughs> geologist, you're not a geologist Ge- Ge- no yeah. definitely not a geologist so yeah so they they're trying to control this big Huge. big landmass of, of places and they do have these these strongholds they're building yeah. these these enormous fantastical yeah. buildings you right got these, a, you got a real government going now yeah exactly yeah. so uh, so that's going on and i i want to just say there's the pettiness of the snitching and all mm-hmm. of that is happening until stalin's dead now there's no real significant yeah. thing that changed between world war and a world war 2 and yeah. death of stalin yeah so 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 after like that great purge happened in the 1930s that whole thing and it, you also have the um great famine in the 1950s in ukraine where like 6 million people died um because of starvation in stalin's own country he dies but all that whole snitching thing i mean it's still a thing but like the volume still go- a thing? if the volume goes from like you know like a 10 down to like a 3 yeah okay. i mean that's still a thing but it's not as big of a deal as far as like right off cuz right off the bat they were just trying to get rid of anyone and everyone who they could think that might have like the minutest <laughs> chance to try just and over insecure like because they think yeah. somebody's going to take over well you know it just like it, it's like you know they just did a coup and just overthrew a a, a 300 year old empire they're like all right well, who, what if someone does that to us yeah it's not cool to do a coup no no it's not <laughs> <laughs> especially twice <laughs> right But, yeah so that happens nikita khrushchev obviously um takes over this is in post world war 2 that's when america becomes so a whole anti communist yeah this right? is the thick of the world cold yeah, war exactly and this is the cold war which really wasn't much of a cold war because out of the cold war you had the north korean war or the Korean War, sorry. Uh and then the Vietnam War and then obviously everything that's happened in Afghanistan and everything since. Right. Uh, so it is it is almost the overt narrative of America like the the liberal, mm-hmm. you know, in the truest sense of the word. Mm-hmm. The liberal world view versus the communist mm-hmm. communist world view. Mm-hmm. Like those in terms are so jumbled and tangled now yeah. that you I sometimes people identify I'm a liberal I'm a liberal and a communist which is like they're supposed to be like yeah. opposing yeah. you know liberalism believes in that individual autonomy and individual authority is yeah. the most supreme communism is talking about how the collective is the most supreme but mm-hmm. now a liberal can be a communist yeah. which is a little funny i guess it's just semantics but the yeah. words have been muddled yeah. into something else so so that is the war of the world views where there was a cold war but like you said that led to the the korean war exactly. and the vietnamese war yep. and the, and even 
the whatever the Rambo movie war of uh, yeah, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah, because he had uh, Rambo yeah. three. Yeah, because the North the war in Korea purely it was we were fighting communism. We didn't want communists to be there. Um, Vietnam, obviously, same thing. same thing. We didn't want communists to be there, so we went and fought there. Um, but that's when, like you know, that after Vietnam, we finally got our first slap on the wrist for trying to not and losing a war quote-unquote losing yeah because what's losing what's it, winning yeah in that losing. context exactly because you know in the korean war we had the the whatever line the d dmz yes the, yeah, yeah thank you the dmz line which is like you know it's, we'll call that a tie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a stalemate all right yeah, it's like all right all right all right okay so nikita so nikita was around for uh nikita was the last name of the guy yeah uh, uh, uh nikita khrushchev 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 right. he was uh in charge for like 20 years or so i there was a guy in between him and gorbachev but he really didn't matter oh uh, so there's not that many people there's like three or four so it's you start four people like yeah. lenin um stalin. stalin khrushchev one and one. then uh, another guy and gorbachev. then gorbachev yeah and i maybe yeah wow yeah. so it's not a lot of people those guys it's like a, you know, they fucking uh, hang around for a little well, bit right because you're not an elected official you're a dictator you kind of just kind of hang around yeah. and like accumulate like exploit for as much yeah. time as you can yeah you just hang on to your power until you die and that's what happened with like khrushchev khrushchev was in power until he died yeah he just died of and whatever then, natural causes it, yeah and then um and then Gorbachev was in power until he was the one actually was just like, all right, we're, we're shutting it down. We're done. Right. Okay. So we'll get to the shutdown. That's yeah. also an interesting yeah. of, of the, the, the split and yeah. the, the dissolving of the USSR. Yeah. So through the Cold War, one interesting aspect to talk about here is, does my understanding, and I think it's generally accepted, and we spoke about that a little bit, uh-huh. not a very good economy that can run under communist uh, communism, mm-hmm. not uh, a lot of innovation that can happen, mm-hmm. but they had a banger space program and yeah. a nuclear program. Yeah. How does that happen? That happens. That was purely just, just like us. Uh, our side of the space race was the exact same thing as their side of the space race. We're pushing the space race to stop communism they're pushing the space race to spread communism so silly it's, it's the seems- same thing and that's the only re- i mean minus like the technology behind it the ability you know all the things we've gotten from the nasa and all those things that's like just like a, you know perks from the side effects that's yeah that's uh, not collateral damage it's collateral advantages yeah right? it's just like oh sweet well, we'll add this to the cool thing. yeah we'll add these cool byproducts to it but we don't care about going to space for science we co- care about going to space for government you for know political uh stance i guess yeah. not stance uh, uh, what do i want to say like for superiority yeah for political superiority mm-hmm. for optics for things like to that. to be the big guy on campus so so you'd want to say like um russia ussr was like basically you know forcing and throwing as much money as they could on this yeah. because they're doing it so we should do it yeah exactly i mean that's what look at the 1970s america the economy in the 1970s was awful in america same reasons we were pushing the uh, like you have the gas crisis which is obviously um issues over in the e- middle east because of issues yeah with, other uh, things yeah. there's iran well, and, all, and the shah and all of that yeah, all sorts of outlining factors but i mean we again you have the vietnam war you have the military uh, military industrial complex you have the space push from there which lasted um then so our economy was suffering just as alongside with theirs for the same stupid idea just like 
we're both fighting over the same thing, yeah. but we're all both starving while we're doing it. I want to wager uh, USSR was a, was a tad bit worse than yes, what you guys I, had I, here. I, I, I would, I would, I would. <laughs> that would be correct. We were, we started off a little fatter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and but India, India, like in in all of this, India kind of had to pick. Yeah, between the USSR and, and the US. That's a really cool, like point of view that you have because like you grew up closer to Russia than I've ever been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's where yeah. I grew up, but I yeah. never thought of Russia yeah. really growing up. No, but but I guess I was geographically uh, in closer proximity. Yeah, because that was America's enemy. That was propagated. Yeah, that was yeah. propagated as our enemy. Oh yeah, so you didn't like you you thought about it a lot, like oh, probably yeah. way more than us. So like my parents, like my the, the, you know the kids that grew up in the Cold War, like the Boomers and then Gen. X, Gen X, Gen, yeah. Gen X, maybe a little bit like yeah, the because the they were born in like the 60s. upper end, yeah, the sixties, yeah, sixties. That those are the ones that became teenagers all the way through. Like remembering going to school. Hell, like, you have um, what was that? Red Dawn came out in the in the eighties and stuff. Like people were terrified. That you're doing drills in school, yeah, like, to go underneath the desk for a nuclear bomb. <laughs> That's just gonna add another weird shadow on the wall. Oh god, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like just the splatter pattern yeah. is gonna change. <laughs> it's like there were no everyone. That's weird. All the shadows were down. Yeah, but um, man, dude. So okay, so like this. Speaking to my my like my yeah. I guess yeah. the vantage point of yes. India here. Yes. Uh, obviously, I was not around back then, but like the vantage point of India was, they had to pick, and I think a lot of countries had to pick. Mm-hmm. Are you with the U.S. Yeah. Or are you with the, the USSR? Yeah. yeah. India picked USSR very explicitly, uh-huh. very overtly too, and and that relationship still goes on till today. Mm-hmm. But things have changed, obviously, especially post nineteen ninety two, and that has an impact on India too, and uh, the 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 you know dissolving of the USSR. But India picked the USSR. That's who they bought their weapons from. Mm-hmm. That's who they bought their you know all all military equipment from, mm-hmm. and and had actually also had an initial nuclear deal with them as well. I don't know what the exact details of that, but they now have some some deal with with the U.S. also, and uh, they they signed it with Bush and ratified with Obama. But they picked USSR because the the founding fathers of India. Nobody calls them that mm-hmm. in, in that sense. They yeah. were like, what are the initial people uh, uh, who who are part of the freedom struggle? Yeah, uh, the confidants of Gandhi and yeah. Gandhi didn't want any political power. Right. But the guys who went in, and this is including Gandhi, had a very socialist kind of point of view. Yeah. Our first prime minister has an infamous quote where he was talking to an industrialist, right? What was his name? Uh, Nehru. Yeah, thank you. Nehru. So Nehru's, uh, he's, he was basically royalty. Like, yeah. you know, he, he grew up very rich. And, and all that of family that. is still pretty pr- yes. prominent still. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very much so all the way up till 2014. Yeah. And then they, they got swept away by the Hindu nationalist yeah, right-wing yeah, yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're basically now fucking... Uh, they're basically throat-fucking the, the, the other... The, yeah. the Indian National Congress yeah, is the party right, of that. Right. So yeah, you're right. You're right about that. They're still prominent. But what I was trying to say is Nehru had this philosophy of how money is bad. His infamous quote is, don't speak to me of profit for profit is a dirty word. Like that was his like whole outlook on life. Very weird. And and it comes from a lot of British thinkers. Yeah. And he spoke like a Brit too. Like these old timey guys... You got to understand, like, they're, they're educated. If they're really educated, they're from, they're statesmen, they're yeah. from the upper echelon. Well, Gandhi society. went to Oxford. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even Nehru probably went yeah. to some some Cambridge university, or something yeah, like that. Some, yeah. some university like that. Yeah. And and they speak like that. They're like his first speech, which like India got our independence from the British, and it's like a Brit talking. It's like yeah. tonight I stand before you, yeah, making the declaration that India is having a tryst with destiny. Like that. This is the first Indian prime minister, basically fucking church, Churchill accent, and an Indian guard. No, that was not. No, that that was, was, I was like, wow, that's pretty good. I'll fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the point being, they they had this like this bent, almost like this mm-hmm. anti-capitalist bent. Yeah, and things are way more gray than that. It's not Skewed. like that. Yeah, but they had that skew. Yeah, and that's why all the way up till 1991, yeah. which kind of coincides with the uh, with the USSR breaking down. Yep. India was a very nationalized economy. It still is to a certain extent, but '91 they passed a liberalization bill uh, where they allowed investors to come in from the outside, and that's where the IT revolution started, mm-hmm. like in the mid '90s, and that's where the economy really took off. But still, mm-hmm. until 1991, and I was talking about somebody else to the with this, there was only one uh, automobile manufacturer. You just had to buy. Uh, buy a car from like this yeah. quasi-government yeah. Uh, run uh, manufacturer. And, that, yeah, and that's where all the Russian cars were. Exactly. And yeah. what they said is, and they probably got some of the technology from Russia too. Probably. <laughs> and what they said is, and this is my dad, because it's not that far back, right? My dad told me that every time you bought, bought a car and it took you a, a year-long waiting list to get the car to begin with, right? Because... Again, so again, communism. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you had to drive it straight to the shop to get it fixed. Otherwise, it like not really work. So you had to drive it from the dealership to the shop <laughs> to get it fixed. <laughs> and you could just buy one in one color. <laughs> like Henry Ford, they all come black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I fucking Henry Ford here, like trying to figure out like the assembly line. That's too funny. Yeah, so... And that's like where India kind of went in, but 91 coinciding with what happened in USSR, Mm -hmm. they like, they decided, oh, holy holy fuck, we got to like get with the times, man. Mm -hmm. There needs to be free trade and all Mm -hmm. of that. And there's still a lot of elements of nationalization. A lot of the banks are still very nationalized. A lot of the prices are fixed by the government. It's so silly when the government has to release uh, a list of pricing for every single item. Like, there's like this, like cookie, Oreo cookies uh, need to be sold at uh, 12 rupees a pack. And they, some guy like fucking comes with, comes up with that price, which is so silly to think about. And don't they... I swear, in that Hindi class I took, don't they just out of nowhere will be like, "All right, guys, we're changing all the money." Oh yeah, yeah, twenty sixteen. No- yeah, and out of nowhere they just like, "All right, we're changing all the money." Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Right, so they did, did that. So that was twenty sixteen. Though, so yeah. you you went to school after that. Uh, I was in. I was so I graduated from BYU in December of sixteen. Okay, so it was right then, yeah. like in November yeah. of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. That I remember down. that. Yeah, because I was taking that class then. Oh man. So yeah, before we jump back to Russia then this yeah. is interesting. Like so you, you tried to study Hindi like Yeah. Did we talk about that or was that the first try? That was the first round. Okay. But uh yeah, I just needed four credits when I was in my last semester and I couldn't find any classes that like lined up with it and so I just went in the search for all four credits. I found one that fit my schedule, but it was a Hindi class and so I went and rate my professor and everyone's like so easy, so easy. The professor's real nice. Like, the language is hard, but as long as you try, you'll get an A kind of thing, right? And I was like, sweet, sign me up. That was the biggest fucking mistake of my life. Dude, this is... That's insane. Like, I I studied, obviously, Hindi. Yeah. Only starting in the fifth grade, all the way up yeah. till... Uh, 
high school end of high school too so seven yeah. years i studied hindi that's the, the that's the one thing that i dreaded the most uh, it's it, my brain doesn't it and does, i speak the language yeah it doesn't make sense to my brain <laughs> because you're like like all right it's like up can i say hey like all right your name it like it's like it's backwards and so that was my hardest part with it was oh, trying yeah. to flip the the sentence structure yeah, and whatever you said there that didn't make sense like that i i don't know if you probably forgotten or whatever oh yeah i definitely have yeah. i just remember like those like like a, your name is what like yeah. what your name Aapka is naam kya hai? yeah that's it yeah, that's it, that's it. yeah but like see oh I man you probably know. really sucked oh i did suck i know and i could imagine if i was like again studying russian or something yeah. i'd fucking have a hard hard time to yeah do it. and i speak spanish yeah. and so that really messed me up too Right again I guess the only commonality it has that Spanish is inanimate objects have a gender. Yes. Um yeah. that's the commonality so the you know tables female yeah. like you know car is female yeah. things like that. Uh but you guys have names for everything like and learning the numbers is a pain cuz it's not like 15 16 17 every single one has like a different number. I, uh, I mean like nobody really uses those numbers a lot really yeah, but yeah. i think the numeric numerical system is pretty similar it's different symbols but you have yeah. the same uh zero to nine uh, yeah you do just like when you get up in like the different numbers it doesn't like repeat itself as like english does at least i remember um, maybe i'm fucking forgetting now because nobody yeah. uses the numbers but what i can say i think 90% certain like it it kind of goes yeah. like like english yeah. but uh, the the language you're probably not wrong. is a problem <laughs> you you're, you're uh, you would know i'm going to take you you're yeah let's let's uh, use me as the authority <laughs> yeah, i would here. hope so yeah i've fucking the... studied for 7 years hindi uh, like it's 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 very hard like yeah. because and and there's as you get like more advanced there's different uh, symbols like you you merge the vowel vowel into the consonant yeah right yeah and that's where it gets tricky and you have a set of consonants mm-hmm. which is separate yeah it, you don't have just the alphabet you have a set of consonant and then you have a set of vowels yeah and then infinite permutations and combinations yeah. between the consonants and the vowels yeah. to to make up the words yeah that was the one thing i could do really well i could read it really well yeah. I, th- i thought that was weird i mean uh, some sometimes it does happen i yeah. mean I can read Arabic. I don't understand it. Yeah. I can't speak it. I have no idea what I'm reading, but I can read it. And I that's can. more from religious uh, studies and whatever. That makes sense. And I just recitation. But so Hindi like so you probably had a bad time. Did you pass the class if I may ask? I got a C plus. Okay, that's good enough, man. I yeah. I don't Actually think... no, I got a B minus. Okay, now I'm just cooking it up. You're just making shit no, up. No, I got a B minus because I asked her for a half a point extra on one thing. and just to get it to a b plus to pick my gpa to the next level uh-huh. and she told me an f off yeah and i was like okay that's fair <laughs> yeah dude you, you if you spoke hindi like make a video speak hindi put it up on youtube and like say white guy speaks hindi <laughs> all these fucking simps like so many indian people would eat that shit up yeah they and, like and have a beard Yeah yeah I mean yeah. like beard or no beard yeah. man like it's just like a white guy speaking hindi or speaking about indian topics like yeah. I don't know why like it really makes indian people happy yeah I don't know why that is I don't either maybe it's cuz they're like oh hum it's I think I mean you're assimilating to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always think of that as some sort of a manifestation of an inferiority complex that's yeah. how I look at it where they say okay we have our we our culture our popular culture yeah. uh is what we consume if somebody outside of us mm-hmm. like a white person specifically yeah. Yeah. emulates that or appreciates that or even has a conversation yeah. about that people really get happy and get validated yeah. like oh the white man likes you're, it you're being accepted 
yeah and i i it, it's a little icky to me but that's a whole thing that's a universe on 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 youtube people just sit down just white guys uh-huh. sit down and and gals sit down and react to bollywood movie trailers and they get millions of views because the trailer itself the movie trailer itself probably gets hundreds of millions of views right yeah so you piggyback off of that yeah and like screen and screen you there's two guys yeah there's two like a you know a white guy and a white chick sit there and they watch the trailer and they're like hmm ha 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 hmm ha 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 and and at the end they like kind of fucking give some sort of a summarization of what they think it is that's and, so weird and they get millions of views man that's weird yeah so i kind of hate that but we're we're off the reservation here a little bit oh yeah bit. just a little bit yeah just a little <laughs> bit but uh, I'm glad to uh, meet another fellow Hindi speaker, which was uh, hilarious. Not You're not really, really a no, Hindi not speaker. No, not at all. Cool. So, I just took a class once. So the, for now, the final stretch, man. I want to yeah. like, you know, going back to um, Russia. What are you, Russia and yeah. you get the Cold War is happening yeah. and they're throwing these resources, yeah. building up nuclear weapons yeah. and all of that while people die of starvation yeah. and shit. And they have a fucking whole machinery that is running this large landmass. Uh-huh. It's kind of astounding that they ran it for 70 years. Oh, yeah. Right? So the, you needed strong men at the helm, and like that's, I guess, how they ran it. Yeah. So now 1990s roll around. If you want to like walk us through what happened uh, in the dissolution, if that's the word, yeah. the dissolving, what happened there? So it's so got the 80s, right? We have Reagan and Reaganomics, and that's basically was the whole idea was to spend the USSR to bankruptcy. Okay. It's either going to be us or them first. It's just whoever lasts longer. Um, so 1992, Mikhail Gorbachev comes out and says, we're, we're dissolving. I'm stepping down as the president of the SSR. And uh, well, the, why though? Was there any like any specific inflection point or, or what was it like that, that, that they came to that decision? Basically, just like the Bolshevik revolution, the people were just like, we're done. We're done with this. We want genes. <laughs> like, like like that whole thing it was like it's basically like they just restarted from 1922 again mm-hmm. so that 70 year experiment was like failed oh, it wasn't for not and so they're like all right the jig is up like yeah we we, we so basically we, that and it was not like Gorbachev making an autonomous decision it was probably uh, the communist machinery yeah because like, he's like he's again he's the face he's that he's the president of the ussr or was yeah but he just steps down and so basically you have this power vacuum of in in russia so the 1990s in russia up until um putin comes in was run by the gangsters it was it was a mobster's paradise the the oligarchs were pretty much come in and everything like the trains the everything was run by different mobs different gangs in russia Mm. and so when putin came to power in the 90s he was a Obviously, everyone knows he was a big-time KGB agent and stuff. And so he, like, obviously, we all know the story from them. But he just took over and swept that all out to a point anyway and pretty much tried to rebuild what used to be, you know, the great Russian Empire with the same ideas of, you know, one leader, you know, an iron fist, but still kind of do quasi... Bring back religion. Bring back religion. Bring back... keep the Get the people to be happy again. That way I can stay in power for however long I want. Yeah, and like Putin came in, what, the year 2000? Like, he... Like, so he came into... He came in the 90s to power for a short time, left office, and then came back and has been there since. But the 2000 is when he came in has been in and since. And still around. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that guy scares me, man. That guy's a pretty scary character. He's just sitting there, you know. He is an ominous man. Yeah. 
Fuck. So speaking to like the actual uh, events of 90 was it 91 or 92 it was like, yeah it was like um Let's end of 91 like call it out the 90s so gorbachev makes that infamous speech right mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. up and like a lot of people even revere uh, gorbachev his support he's res- well respected almost it's not that they look down upon him no he's respected as like he's the good guy like like kind of like one the, of the good ones yeah he's people. like all right he's the one that, that let it go Right. Like, he's not revered in the same way, like, Lenin may have been, or may be still. No, I was speaking more to... Uh, but, like, the, the rest outside of the world. world. Okay, outside yes. World. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, like, all right, yeah, yeah. he's he's cool. Like, yeah. we let him go hang out with us. Yeah, because one more thing that I've wanted to watch and I haven't gotten the chance is uh, there's a Werner Herzog, again, big Herzog. I'm a yeah, Herzog head. I love him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got a, uh, a movie, which is just an interview. I think it's called Interview with uh, Gorbachev. And I okay. was talking to Gorbachev. Yeah, That's I've heard of that. This fucking podcast before podcasts were a thing, but yeah. it's like the fucking people talking. I don't yeah. know if it's Herzog talking, whoever's interviewing him. Yeah. But it's supposed to be really good. It'd I don't want to watch that and get in the mind that'd of Gorbachev. That'd be really cool. So he's he's one of the good ones, I guess. Like who's like okay, like you said, the jig is up. Yeah, uh, that's a good name for a comedy special, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and they go dissolves like so why does that happen and you have how many over 30 countries that are formed out of it like why would that have why couldn't it be the jig is up but okay now we have a different form of government and you still have the whole landmass like what was the correlation between that well they didn't so when that happened all the leaders of the soviet union basically just left like mm-hmm. they didn't leave any sort of like incendiary plan or like anything like that. They were just like peace out. And so all those countries that were absorbed back into the USSR were basically like have your country back. So like Mongolia used to be Mongolistan. Um, I actually have uh, one of my good friends gave me a globe from like the US oh, from wow. the Soviet Union. So like on the on on Russia, it still says. The United Socialist Soviet Union. Right. It's the uh, Republic, United Soviet Socialist Republic. And um, so it's, it's way cool, but it has all those old countries on there. Like wow. it even says like uh, Leningrad on, on there for St. Petersburg. <laughs> wow. But, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So like all those countries, I mean, they, they eventually had autonomy again. Yeah. They're ethnically different. Oh, yeah. Culturally different. 100%. I mean, and even, and all those countries went back to their own. Obviously, Russia eventually had their own like system set up again after they kind of figured things out it took like probably like six years i think um to have like a president and call themselves russia again right but interesting but, so yeah so all, all that makes sense okay so gorbachev gorbachev this just like lived his final days out in peace or was there like any uh, i don't know any honestly. attacks on his life or something like i that? don't know um i kind of stopped caring yeah. about him after that <laughs> i was like all right he's gone That's i don't have to worry about that chapter anymore. 15 this is the last chapter it's done <laughs> yeah I, I i think i want to say he, 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 he yeah he lived uh I'm sure lived he out his final days in in peace yeah i know like he wasn't like one of the ones like it wasn't like a, a court martial kind yeah. of thing afterward okay man that that makes sense dude that was super fascinating and we have russia as we have them now there's yeah. the kgb there's putin and there's oh, yeah. collusion and everything yeah. that's that's going on now so this 
there's yeah. probably that's a whole whole other can of worms but i am so glad i had the chance to have this conversation with you yeah definitely. super super thankful you could do it man yeah thanks for inviting me i had a blast yeah absolutely yeah is there anything you have going on show wise your social media please go ahead and plug them yeah definitely please. so i am uh i'm doing a show at jp's comedy club tomorrow night at 7 30 or yeah 7 30 but i believe it is sold out um, so I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't mm. think you can get in another door. Yeah. Um, and then on the 31st, I am doing one at JP's comedy club as well, um, at nine o'clock. And then I have a gig that's booked in December as, uh, details coming, but you can find me on my, uh, Facebook or Instagram. It's my first and last name, Mikel, M I C A L last name bowinkle b is in boy o l l w i n k e l right the name but my man with a more complex name name than mine yeah but yeah i'll i'll leave all those uh you know all that information awesome. in, in the show notes let people know let you and i have you have them follow you yeah definitely that'd be that'd be awesome thanks a lot again man yeah I appreciate bro. it I appreciate it that's it from leningrad reporting live from leningrad bye <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to the the entirety, the whole, the whole, the entirety of that episode. Really appreciate you guys. That was so much fun to talk about uh, the whole fiasco that is the Russian Revolution and the Russian Communist regime and the USSR. I mean, I guess it's a fiasco in some terms, a success in some others, depending on who you ask. Uh, but yeah, man, this is some super interesting stuff. Uh, Mikhail uh, brought the goods. He, he knew what he was talking about. He came in with notes and everything, man. Shit, look. So that was that was awesome. I had a great time. Uh, Mikhail has a bunch of shows coming up. I have a bunch of shows coming up, actually. Uh, so I'm going to leave some details uh, to those shows on uh, in the show notes. Show and show. Too many words, uh, too many times using the word show. You know, you, you ever like say the same word over and over again and it starts sounding weird? Yeah. Uh, or am I doing a fucking George Carlin bit from the 60s? Why am I doing that? Anyway, this was a lot of fun. I'm going to leave details to, uh, you know, some relevant links if you have the benevolence in your heart to click on those and follow uh, us on social media and check out our shows. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much for listening to the whole thing. Appreciate the fuck out of you guys. You guys have a great, great rest of your whatevers. Bye.